Good evening, good evening, good evening, and God bless you richly. This is Kingdom Consciousness. And as you know, we've been going through a series of heart-rending, heart-cleansing, soul-searching, <laughs> very pulverizing, uh, introspective Discussions, And today we're going to talk about faith erosion, faith erosion. Father, we thank you. Even now we bless and glorify your name. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, today, forever. Hallelujah, you're worthy. In John chapter 2, I just happened to glance it, and it's just before the Passover, and it's right after Jesus has turned the water into wine. Now, if you want to know about that, you'll have to go back to uh, Sweet Smelling Savor, which is on my Facebook page, which was preached earlier uh, today, but... It says that after this miracle of turning the water into wine, we're at John chapter 2, verse 11. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. When we talk about manifested his glory, recall in one of the last several sermons, we talked about the glory of on the Mount of Transfiguration and how Peter had tried to encapsulate it. He wanted to keep it. He wanted to build three tabernacles. And this is the showing forth of his glory. In other words, the showing forth of that which he has been sent to accomplish, that which he shares with Father and Holy Spirit, that in which he asks in John 17, glorify thou me, with the glory that I had with thee before the world was. And it says, and his disciples believed on him. They had faith. They had faith. But during the course of time, we run into situations where they need to feed 4,000 and then 5,000. No faith. We run into a situation where he tells them to cast the net on the right side of the boat and to Another time to launch out into the deep. No faith. We run into times where they run into legion and they couldn't cast out demons and no faith. We run into situations where they have the little boy's lunch and no faith. We run into a number of situations where the Pharisees and the Sadducees are after Christ and Christ is trying to explain to them what is going to happen to him. And we find that there is no faith all the way up to the point where they are so exhausted, so frustrated that they fall asleep when he goes aside to the mountain to pray. And then when he's about to be arrested, they resort to the flesh. Peter takes the sword and cuts off the high priest's servant's ear. And then after he is arrested, they all flee and stand afar off. And then Peter resorts to actually cursing. And I'm certain the others did something equally as heinous, 
uh, but we're not told about it. What are things that will cause you, once you've received Christ, you light up like a Christmas tree, man. You just really love him. You start singing, I sure do love the Lord. How about you? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I just can't tell it all. Uh, and on and on and on. But as time goes by, there are a number of things that can erode your faith. Like the disciples, if you're not careful. First of all, the lust of the eyes, the flesh, and the pride of life. Galatians 5, 24. 1 Peter 2.11. Hardship. Let patience have its perfect work, the word of God says. Hebrews 10.6, Hebrews 12.1. Sickness can erode your faith. It'll wear you down. They say, if there are any sick among you, let them call for the elders and let them anoint and pray for them. Temptation. The Bible says, there hath no temptation befallen you such as is common to man. But God shall, with every temptation, provide a means of escape. Fatigue will erode your faith. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, but you get tired. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Strife, division, arguments, fighting will erode your faith. Jesus said, in the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Poverty will rock your faith. A little sleep, a little lying down, a little loving to slumber, and so shall poverty come upon you as an armed man. But there are those in, well, that's Proverbs 24, 33. But there are those who honestly labor, really putting in the elbow grease, really doing the grind, as they say. And yet they don't seem to get anywhere. And that'll wear you down. Proverbs 28, verse 7. Bad company. Bad company corrupts good morals. Fretting will cause a faith erosion. And when I talk about erosion, it's just like this great big watershed that comes and it starts taking away your topsoil of faith. And then it takes away the next layer of your faith. And if you're not careful and stay in the word rooted and grounded, it won't be long before that faith erosion that was just a wash off from a rain will become like a tsunami in your life and flood you and drown you and wipe you out if you're not careful. Death is one of those things that will be like a tsunami in your life, depending on who it is. But the Word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 that if in this life only we have hope, we are of all men most miserable. We need to remember that. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We trust, we believe, we speak based on the word of God. Negativity will erode your faith. 
Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth. And then last but not least, loneliness can erode your faith. And there are other things, but these seem to be the major ones. The Bible says it is not good for man to be alone. So God in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 creates woman to keep man company. He pulls her out of his side. The same place out of which came the water and the blood that redeemed us from sin and death and gave us new life. Don't let the devil ride. And don't let your own mouth cause you to lose. And don't let bad associations cause you to lose your faith. Don't let too much coming into your portals, your eyes, your ears, your senses erode your faith. Because all of those things are things of the world if you're not careful, if you're exposed too much to them, like social media. And they will take you down a path that seems to be okay, but it's too broad. It's the narrow one we need. We need to build our house upon a rock and not the sand so that when the winds come and the rains descend and the floods, we'll be stable. Hold fast to your profession of faith. Nothing wavering. God bless you.